What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bike Race Weekly. I'm your co-host, Rick, and today I am actually not joined by Ryan. Ryan's been uh, pretty busy lately, so this is going to be the first solo episode that we actually run, so uh, hopefully this goes relatively smoothly, and Ryan will uh, be returning with us in a couple uh, following episodes, but yeah, let's see how this goes. All right, so what do we have in store today? Well, we are going to be doing our second part of the USA Crits season preview for the upcoming 2021 USA Crits season. In the first part, we talked a little bit about the men's teams, did a little bit of a preview there, talked about some of the riders, some of the teams, even what kits that we thought looked good. So we're going to go ahead and do the same thing for the women's teams this year. Uh, so starting out, there's going to be 10 women's teams that are registered as D1 uh professional criterium teams uh so that's going to be amino factory racing um the atx wolf pack automatic racing butcher box cycling cola vita hello fresh pro women's cycling dna pro cycling legion of los angeles the women's team uh, the levine law group elite women's cycling team robinson forensic and united cycling so some of these teams are standalone women's teams some of these teams are um, the, the second half essentially of a program. So the women's half and versus the men's half. All right. So the, why don't we get into it then and start off with talking a little bit about, uh, about Amino factory racing. Um, and then it looks like they're in partnership with extra suite. Uh, so this is a new addition to the USA crits teams. Um, looking at, you know, some of the information that they put out there. Um, it is a, a women's team that, the extra sweet portion of this team is focused on a foundation that does a lot of great research or outreach, excuse me, for uh, diabetes and kids that are um, struggling to get access to uh, the necessary material that they need uh, for their diabetes and how to actually, you know, perform as an athlete uh, as a diabetic, which is a very, very cool uh, foundation, cool cause. And it even looks like there's a couple of their racers or potentially at least one of their racers on their team that actually has diabetes and and manages to race with that at a high level, which is really, really cool. Um, so looking at the roster, and again, while when I go over these rosters, um, I'm you know, maybe not going to highlight every single rider, maybe call out some of the riders that I, I know something about, because um, some of these teams have pretty big rosters. So got to make sure that we have a little bit of time to get kind of get through all the teams. But it looks like uh, Valeria Galeno is going to be the lone Category 1 rider on this team, and she's also joined by Erica Sosa and Valentina Shashin as the other Category 2 riders on the team. I'd have to imagine that, you know, if they're putting together uh, some kind of uh, effort to contest the USA Crit Series, they're probably going to use their Category 1 and Category 2 riders. Um, So, yeah, again, not really sure about how this team's going to go, how they're going to do not really familiar with the riders that I'm seeing on their roster provided. Um, definitely could be a dark horse. Um, definitely could, you know, produce some good results. But I think uh, they're definitely going to be one of the, the teams that at least early in the season, they're probably going to fly under the radar a little bit until we can kind of get a good gauge on how they're going to perform. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about the team. Um in terms of kit, I like it. This kit is pretty sweet. Uh, it's got a good color concept. It's kind of this dark blue with some light blue and pink accents. You got the cast helmets, always a classic, looking good. Um, I'm going to say this is a solid looking kit. Definitely, definitely a good looking kit. All right. So now moving on to the next team that we're going to talk about is the ATX Wolfpack presented by Jack Roo. Uh, so the Wolfpack 
That is a team that is well-known in the USA Crits Racing Series now. Uh, they really made a, a pretty solid statement in the 2018 season with winning the uh, USA Cycling National Championship for Criterium, and that was with uh, Leanne Ganser at the time. Uh, so that was a bit of a surprise just because, you know, the team is maybe not quite as well known as some of the other teams that were out there at the time, you know, beating the likes of uh, uh, World Tour Riders and some of the other top continental and pro continental teams in the United States. So the Wolfpacks definitely made a really strong name for themselves coming out of Texas. So there's a really healthy racing scene, uh, especially in Austin, which is uh apparently where the team is based. So I think the Wolfpack is going to be a really strong team this year. Definitely a team to look out for. And looking at their roster, you know, we can already see that they have some really strong riders. You know, some highlights, just pulling out a couple names that look familiar. Uh, Kristen Arnold, uh, formerly on the uh, Meteor team and also raced for the uh, Butcher Box program, I believe, in 2019. Uh, Summer Moak, formerly on the Rally Cycling team and actually a past winner of the Athens Twilight Criterium, I believe, in 2019. And then another rider that stands out is Julie. Oh, boy, I do not know how to pronounce this last name. Kulacza. Um, I'm very sorry about that. But uh, another very strong rider, uh, also formerly on the Hoggins uh, Superman team, uh, which folded a couple of years ago, but was a powerhouse of a domestic race team. So I think that's going to be a really strong team to contend with. I could see them really pulling off some solid wins, especially being that Summer Moke seems to have a really good sprint. A couple of these other riders are known to roll some breakaways and have some good performances there. I'm also seeing on this roster a rider by the name of Pip Sutton. And actually a funny story about Pip Sutton during the uh, Tour of America's Dairyland in 2019, on the last day, uh, myself and some other crew members throughout maybe the second half of the raid series were doing pineapple preems on the backs of the course where we were just uh, putting pineapples out there and trying to get racers to actually sprint for them. Weirdly enough, we could get some uh, pro racers to go for the pineapples. And on the last day, Pip Sutton actually sprinted for the pineapples, going for the pineapple preem, won the pineapple preem, stayed away, won the race, which was awesome. So yeah, Pip Sutton, definitely an engine, definitely going to be a rider to also look out for on that team. You could probably find her rolling some breakaways later this season. All right, our next team that we're going to talk about is Automatic Racing. Uh, so autom Automatic Racing, that's going to be a team based in Athens, Georgia. Uh, they definitely made a statement in the 2019 preseason races by showing up to the Alabama uh, Birmingham Fest and wearing uh, Under Armour uh, just like dry fit tops, which was a very interesting choice. And it definitely uh, kind of stood out a little bit just because it's uh, out of the norm. But it was pretty cool, and I know on the men's side, they had a lot of success uh, with Tom Gibson being a uh, really, really strong rider and some of their other riders performing very well, winning that opening round. Um, I, I don't know quite as much about the women's side of automatic racing. I wasn't able to find a roster on their on their website at all. I see from you know some of the road results that they do have some women contesting the uh, Category 3, Category 4, maybe even Category 5 races, um, but I'm not sure who they're going to have contesting some of these pro women fields. So again, another team that uh, on the women's side, at least maybe a little bit under the radar, will be really interesting to see how they perform and who they end up bringing up to that pro 1-2 women's field. Um, and seeing how they do in the mix. So I'm very excited to see how the automatic racing women's team does. 
And in terms of kit, I think we talked about this, uh, Ryan and I on the men's side, a little bit polarized. Ryan didn't like this kit as much. I love the automatic racing kit. I think it's really cool. Uh, it feels kind of like a throwback in some ways with the orange and then the blue lettering in the middle with automatic. I think the name itself, automatic racing, is pretty dope. So I'm pretty excited to see uh, that kit being uh, flown around in both the men and the women's field this year. Yeah, very cool. Next team that we're going to talk a little bit about is ButcherBox Cycling. Uh, so ButcherBox Cycling is a team that you know I'm a little bit confused about because going into the 2019 season, um, you know I know Steve Cullen was uh, one of the masterminds behind that team, and I know Stephen Ramirez has also put a ton of work into building up the ButcherBox Cycling program. And then in 2019, they kind of had um, a smaller women's program they were bringing a couple of riders over from overseas in australia uh like i mentioned i think chris and arnold raced for that team that year uh i mean they had some really strong performances and some strong showings and then going into the 2020 season it looked like they made some pretty big signings i believe they grabbed harriet owen who was one of the best sprinters on the domestic u.s scene in 2019 even though i believe she's british but um, they had some really strong riders on that team, and it looked like they had really made a step up in terms of their support for the women's program. But, you know, when I go to the actual ButcherBox website now, um, it definitely looks like a different roster. I'm not really very familiar with a lot of the, uh, the names on here, and it looks like some of them might have changed from the prior year. I'm seeing uh, Natalie Redmond, Paige Kostineski, uh, Andrea Boutin, Ariel Coy, Rachel Plessing, Jess Hay. I'm not as familiar with some of these riders. Um, they don't look as familiar as the roster that I originally saw going into the 2020 season. Um, so they might have had some shakeups there. They might have had some other riders uh, go to different teams. Uh, like I mentioned, they had a couple riders from overseas on the roster with COVID and all that might have changed their ability to you know come back for the 2021 season. Or I just might not be looking at the updated roster. So um, interested to see who's actually going to be racing on that team going into 2021. Uh, you know, the Butcher Box program has been really solid and they've been kind of making a step up every single year. So I think, you know, going forward, without a doubt, they're going to be contesting some race wins. They're going to be on the podium. They're going to, you know, routinely be towards the top of the result sheet. Um, I'm just wondering exactly who's going to be doing it for them. And in terms of kit, uh, yeah, Butcher Box kit, great looking kit. Love the design. A little bit out of the box with uh, some of the ways that they designed that kit and some of the print, um, but it always looks really good. It's very hard to do a predominantly white kit and make it look um, interesting and stand out, but I think the just the way they kind of use the butcher box lettering and the red accents, very nice looking kit. So big fan of that. Um, moving on, Cola Vita HelloFresh Pro Women's Cycling. So this has been a team, the Cola Vita team has been one of the longest running women's cycling programs in the U.S. And they have a lot of racers on their team that have been with that team for a long, long time. Uh, looking at the lineup with the Cola Vita women's team, let's see here. Yes, yeah, so we've got, again, this is off the website. This roster might be a little out of date. Um, who knows? But looks like we have Tina Pick, uh, Christina Goki-Smith. Natalie Franco Villagas, uh, Jolene Holland, uh, Lauren Rathlin, and Yusli Soto. 
Um, you know, I know Tina Pick and Christina Goki Smith have been around the domestic road scene in the U.S. for a long, long time, posted some super impressive results, and they also continue to uh, perform at this high level. I believe even in uh, 2019, uh, picking up some wins, I can't remember off the top of my head which one did that, but uh, very impressive that they're still chugging along on this program, uh, posting up results. Very cool to see those two veterans doing it and doing it really big. Um, so I think they're obviously going to continue to be a staple of the team. I know Natalie Franco Vilgras, Vilgas, um, she was one of their younger riders, uh, I believe held the white Jersey for the USA crit series at one point, uh, believe she's still with the program will be interesting to see. Um, again, like I mentioned, this roster is the roster that's posted. Um, so we'll have to see if it is actually up to date. Um, so those are kind of the riders that I'm more familiar with, uh, the ones that I, I know a little bit more about. Um, in terms of how I think the team is going to do this year, um, you know, we'll have to see. I think the baseline for Colavita is always high because they they really have some good leadership on the team. They tend to, you know, perform well in these USA Crit races because they have that wisdom and knowledge. And they also have a lot of uh, younger, talented riders as well, too, to mix it up. So I, I without a doubt, I know that um, Colavita is going to end up having some good results throughout the year. Uh, they're always going to have some riders in the top 10, the top five. You know, we'll see if they land on the podium. We'll see what their ceiling is. I think that's a, a maybe a little bit of the unknown. Have some of these riders maybe matured more? Are they now able to contend for the title possibly? That's a little bit unknown, but it'll be interesting to see for sure. All right. And almost halfway down the list now, so we're really getting through it. DNA Pro Cycling Team. So the DNA Pro Cycling Team is an interesting program. Uh, with their roster, uh, they have quite a variety of racers, and um, the program is is split a little bit. I know they have some of these racers are heavily invested in um, cross country mountain biking, and then some are really invested in the cyclocross side of things. So they are a USA Crits team but they kind of do a little bit of everything when it comes to racing. So I think that will be interesting because they kind of pull in these riders at different points in the season. Uh, so I think that's really going to end up determining how well their team does is, you know, who's, who's available to, uh, to do the certain races that they're targeting. Um, you know, if there's a lot of cross country mountain bike races, they might lose some of those stronger riders. Uh, if it's at a kind of a point of the season where there's a bit of a lull, I would expect that we start to see some uh, better performances out of the team as a whole. Um, but we'll just have to see, uh, some familiar faces on this team. Um, I know Liza Rochetto was one of the riders on the Hagen's Berman Superman team. Uh, again, a presence that's been on the USA crits, uh, seen for a long time, posted some great results and a very strong rider. I know Hannah Mug has been around for a little while too. Uh, very, very strong rider. Uh, again, some really good results. Um, you know, other than that, not as familiar with some of the, the ladies on this team. So I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what the performance is here. I think DNA cycling in the last couple of years has landed on the podium. They have put riders in the top 10, top five consistently. Um, I think more than Ever, they're probably in a wild card space uh, just because they have fewer riders on here that look like they're returning. It looks like we have some new riders that are being picked up from other teams. Um, so yeah, I think I think DNA cycling in terms of how I think they're going to do this year, I think I think they're going to consistently be 
putting riders in that top five, maybe closer to consistently top tens, but we'll have to see if they can actually contest for wins. I think, uh, you know, in terms of who, who we think can sprint from this group or who we think are going to be the, the top riders, I think that's going to be hard to say until we get a few races into the season. So, oh, and the kit. Um, it's pretty sweet. I like it. It's, it's very bright. It's very, uh, um, very loud. Um, I, you know, I, I like the, I like the, the design too. Kind of this like side stripe white with some looks like, I don't know, purple and then, and then high, high V pink almost, uh, it's a good looking kit. It's, it's solid. I like it. I, I kind of like loud colors, So maybe that's my personal bias, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's a good looking kit. And, uh, moving on Legion of Los Angeles. So definitely going to be an interesting year for the Legion of Los Angeles women's team. Um, it's going to be the first year for the Legion of Los Angeles women's team as they just put that program together. Um, again, a little bit hard to find an exact roster for this team, but some of the, the bigger signings we know is going to be uh, Skylar Schneider, who is a staple in the USA crits, the crit racing uh, domestic scene, but has really been spending a lot of time overseas as she was a pro tour rider for Bulls Dome in the last few years. Still a pretty young rider, um, you know, still on the peak of her, her game and, and skill and fitness. So it's going to be interesting to see when she comes back, how those years on the European side of things are going to translate into crit racing. I mean, obviously, you know, she's going from doing three, four, five hour road races now back down to hour long crits. Um, is that going to give her, you know, maybe, uh, more opportunities to roll some breakaways? Is she going to, is, does she, has she changed as a rider? Because we know in the past, she's been more of a bunch sprinter and a group sprinter will be very interesting to see. Another big signing on that team is going to be Kendall Ryan, uh, former USA national criterium champion. She was on the tip cup team for quite a long time. Very strong sprinter. Um, I think that the combination of her and uh, Sky Schneider is going to give them a lot of opportunities and and kind of play as a, as a team, um, play their cards in multiple ways, having two really strong sprinters. You know, other than that, I'm not as familiar with the other riders of this team, and maybe I'm missing some other important signings too. You know, I think based on the success of the Legion Los Angeles men's team, you know, you might think coming into the season that this Legion of Los Angeles women's team is going to absolutely dominate. I I don't know about that. I think they're going to take a couple races and it's going to take a little while for them to kind of figure out how to gel and ride together as a team. I think even though in terms of star talent, they're toe to toe with the men's team. I think the one difference is that the men's team has now had a couple years on the road to kind of figure out their program and figure out, you know, racing and riding with each other, you know, especially with the Williams brothers all there. And a lot of their teammates have been just, you know, on the same uh, either program or in the same area uh, for a long, long time, many years. Um, this is going to be a new women's team. And a lot of these women have raced against each other, but not necessarily raced and ridden for each other. So I would imagine that by the end of the season, they have things kind of dialed. Um, I would still probably put them as my favorite for winning either the team or the individual championship, but I wouldn't be surprised if they have a little bit of a slow start. Um, so yeah, that's the Legion of Los Angeles women's team. Kit looking awesome. Same as the men's, just looks phenomenal. 
very stoked that Roth is partnering with them because um, they're never going to give you a bad kit. It looks great. Okay. Levine Law Group Elite Women's Cycling. Um, this has been a team that's that's been around uh, for the last couple of years. They have been on the USA Crit Circuit. Uh, it seems like they have quite a few women on their team this year. Um, just looking at some of the uh, some of the women on the roster, Emma, Emma Bast, Rachel Canning, Haley Bates, Abby Krawcheck. So yeah, and uh, Ava Hatchman. Yeah, they have quite a few riders. Um, I think that's going to be really key for them with, you know, doing well as having a full team and a full squad to contest these races. You know, based on where, where I remember some of their riders and racers finishing in the past, you know, they were never, they were never super consistently um, towards the top of the result sheet. You know, once in a while, they definitely have a rider sneak into the top five, uh, top 10, top 20. Um, but I don't exactly remember, you know, when the last time they put a rider on the podium is. We'll see. I think the strength they have is probably numbers at this point. You know, depending on how many women they can get to these races and, and how they work as a team, that might be their real strength. Uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, in terms of kits, another great-looking kit. Actually, very similar uh, shade and color to the DNA Cycling Kit. I love that they do the custom design on the sleeve. That is a good-looking kit. Um Almost would say my favorite looking kit, pretty high up there. Very good looking kit. We'll have, yeah, we'll have to see. Not through the list yet. Can't pick the favorite. Moving on. Um, okay, so Team Robson Forensic, presented by Milgan Cycling. Uh, this is another one where um, their website is extremely out of date. I'm not sure who's actually on their team, and I can't really find an up to date roster. Uh, you know, based on some of the. Uh, the road results are, or sorry, uh, roadresults.com. You can look up different riders and, and where they were uh, racing. It looks like they do have some women that have been doing some racing recently. Um, some in the category three, four, five, uh, looks like some possibly in the one twos or one, two, three races. Uh, so I really don't know a lot about this team. This is another team that was slated to start their USA crits, uh, uh, career or, or, um, their USA crits team, begin whatever team beginnings they were going to start in 2020 obviously with the pandemic canceling the series this should be their uh their first year on the usa crit circuit um definitely a wild card really don't know how they're going to perform but again interested to see how they do uh with the kit this is definitely not my favorite kit this is uh like we talked about with the men's side of things uh when you when you think of like pro cycling kits covered in advertisements uh this is kind of one of them uh you know the tide the tide logo on the belly is interesting um you know it's cool that they got the robson forensic support there just gonna say it man it's it's not the best looking kit i think this is my maybe the only kit that i haven't had something super positive to say about but uh it's just not my favorite but hey if uh you know if they come out winning uh and and perform pretty well maybe i'm going to be a fan maybe i'm going to want to get one of these kits myself you know ride around the local group ride uh it's a good conversation starter oh what's that kit oh it's the robson forensic uh you know presented by tide kit um anyways so that was the uh the robson forensic presented by milligan cycling uh women's team and now we're going to talk about the final team on the list here which is united cycling so United Cycling, they were not on the calendar, or not on the calendar, 
Uh, it doesn't look like you know they were a team last year. This is again going to be their first year as a USA Crits D1 team. Um, you know, another team that yeah, I do not know a lot about. Uh, could not find a lot of information out about this team, uh, so I can't necessarily say. Um, I really know anything about uh, United Cycling. They're a very, very new team, and I couldn't really find any ra ra uh, racers on uh, the road results. It looks like there may be some women that are, have been racing like some Category 3, 4, 5 stuff. But, yeah, again, this is kind of a team that's under the radar. Um, interested to find more, uh, uh, interested to find out more about as the season goes on. But as of right now, uh, for sure a wild card. Okie doke. So, we got through all the teams. For anybody that's still listening, uh, you know, that's the 10 women's teams. Uh, very excited to, to see how they're all going to perform and kind of where they, where they fall in terms of the, the hierarchy of, of power rankings. Um, but now, on to the next segment, which is uh, the power rankings themselves. Some of the, the projections going into the year. You know what? What are these? Where are these teams going to land? Who's going to be good? Who's going to? Who's going to? You know, be bringing up the rear. And I think we're going to start with uh, the top five teams. Kind of where, where I see these teams coming in at. Again, rough projections. It's going to be hard to tell um, because you know we haven't really started racing yet, and there hasn't been any racing in 2020. So I'm I'm basing this off of a little bit of knowledge from 2019 and years past. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into it right away. Uh, I think uh, rounding out number five on my power rankings list, um, you know, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Colavita. Um, you know, Colavita has been a really solid race team in, in, you know, I mean, I, I can't exactly remember how long they've been around, but it's got to be approaching two decades. Um, very solid race team. I don't think I talked about their kit. They have a great looking kit. I love that Celeste, uh, Celeste blue, green, aqua, great looking kit. Um, but yeah, so again, Colavita, uh, they've got some really strong riders. Um, I'm not sure if I was looking at their updated roster though. It seemed like it might've been old. Um, I would expect them to just be very consistently toward the top, but I think we're going to, we're going to need to see one of their riders have a breakout year to really push them above fifth in the power rankings. So yeah, fifth through consistency. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Coming in at number four, uh, coming in at number four, I'm going to put the DNA pro cycling team, uh, DNA pro cycling team. Like I mentioned, um, a bit of a team that's, that's kind of spread over many disciplines. They've had, they had podiums in the past years, they're a very strong cycling team. They have some veterans on that team too. I think it's very important that teams actually have veteran, veteran women to kind of guide some of the younger talent and also be, you know, road captains and uh, generally have a, a good knowledge of, you know, how to navigate some of these races. So, uh, you know, for that reason, I think they're going to be very solid. I think it's going to be a more of a wild card when we're talking about some of the higher, the higher placing teams. They might have those occasional races that, they pull off a podium, maybe they pull off a win, um, but you know I don't know if they're necessarily going to be contending for the title this year. I think that that will uh, that will have to be that will have to be seen uh, through some really solid results early on as well. Okay, coming in at number three, I'm going to go with uh, the Butcher Box Cycling Team. 
this is maybe I don't know if I've got them overranked because I again like I said you know this roster the, the roster might be a lot different than it was going to be in 2020 so maybe I'm kind of operating off of some past knowledge but they had some really strong signings they had some good results in 2019 when they were you know more so of a uh, kind of a satellite team just getting their bearings and every year we see the butcher box programs uh, improve upon their prior year they do a great job of growing and improving as a team and um, I can't imagine that going into the 2021 season uh, if butcher box is going to be doing anything it's going to be or if they're going to do a team they're going to do it well so I would imagine that we have some solid results from butcher box cycling and I think we're going to see them consistently fighting for the team or possibly the individual title we will have to see all right and then our final two so these last two teams I think we're, we're going to ex we're going to see these two teams go head to head for most of the year if I had to pick you know who is the title fight going to be between I really think it's going to be between uh, the Wolfpack and the Legion of Los Angeles so you know with it's gonna be hard to, it's gonna be hard to place one above the other with with the Wolfpack I think we have a lot of really good signings I think that they're the team is deep and the team now has been together for quite a long time. So they have a lot of history of riding together and working together as a team. With Legion of Los Angeles, I think the team is uh, basically plastered with star-studded talent. Um, we just don't know how they're going to perform. This might be a little bit of a controversial pick, but I think for, for the second slot, I'm going to pick Legion of Los Angeles. Um, I think they could potentially win a lot of races and do extremely well. Um, but I think they're going to be spending the first part of the year potentially figuring out how to ride together as a unit. I talked about, you know, two of their star sprinters in Kendall Ryan and Sky Schneider uh, being, you know, very, very strong. And when we look at the teams that they were on in the past, whether it was Tibco uh, or whether it was even IS Corps for, for Sky Schneider, um, those were teams that were kind of built around them as, as a sprinter. Um, they were teams that both riders had been with and integrated with for a long time. Um, they had, you know, solid lead outs. Uh, so I think that it might be, it might be a kind of a learning year for Legion. Um, I'm probably going to eat my words and they're probably going to come out and win the first race. And, you know, if that's the case, I'm just wrong. But yeah, I think, uh, with Legion, they're going to, they're going to have a, a maybe a soft beginning and finish really strong. When it comes to the Wolfpack, uh, like I mentioned, I think this team is really deep. I think the team is full of riders that can roll the breakaways, that are great time trialists. And then they've got some really good sprinters in here too, um, thinking specifically of Summer Moak. I think that this team is going to maybe not have the same star power as Legion, but I think they're going to be able to play the depth of their team a little bit better. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the overall for the team competition just because they're going to have the ability to put riders in the break. They're going to have the ability to sprint. They're going to be really, really um, wide when it comes to the ability uh, or not the ability, but the uh, the options that they have to win these races. So that's my that's my bold prediction. That's my uh, maybe maybe a little bit out there prediction. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be Wolfpacks here to potentially win that title we'll see who they do it with i think they've got a lot of options but um 
yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be it for this uh, episode of bike race weekly. That was our wrap up on the 2021 USA crits women's D one teams. I'm very excited, especially for some of these teams that I don't know a lot about to see how they perform, uh, what the year looks like. I'm also super excited for, uh, you know, who the wild cards are going to be, you know, Oh, that's one category that I didn't pick yet. You know, I was going to say, uh, wild cards. Who's who's going to be the dark horse of this uh, of this season? And you know, when I'm looking at this lineup, I'm go I'm going to have to give it to the Levine Law Group Elite Women as possibly the dark horse team going into 2021. Uh, like I mentioned, they've been around for a couple of years now on the USA Crit circuit. Uh, they're figuring stuff out. They've got some veterans on the team. Uh, I think it could be a good year for them to potentially sneak onto the podium, maybe sneak a win. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that might be our wild card team of the year, the Levine Law Group. Anyways, all right, back to wrapping up the show. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, like I said, first solo episode, so might do a couple more of these while uh, our favorite co-host Ryan is currently busy with a lot of things going on in life. Uh, you know, still really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch us on your favorite socials, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, tweet at us, email us, whatever. Um, so yeah, again, super stoked on this season. We'll see what happens and, uh, continue to listen if you want more news and updates about the, uh, 2021 USA crit season. All right. Well, with that, I'll uh, talk to y'all later. Bye.